Hey team, and welcome to the podcast where we send you into an introspective spiral. Just kidding, but not really. Look, let's get real for a minute. In this podcast, we'll be calling ourselves, each other, and society out on its bullshit and challenging you to get up close and personal with the barriers you have put up for yourself. Along the way, we'll be having some confronting conversations and give you the tools to change your own life. Because you know what? Empowered people empower others. So let's start this corridor together. So what the fuck is stopping you? Hello and welcome to episode four of What the Fuck is Stopping You. Today we will be focusing on what the fuck is stopping you from practicing self-care and self-love. It's not all face masks and bubble baths. Wow, episode four. Can you believe it? Hey, you're still in my whoop whoop. I know. Well, you didn't do it. You left me a gap, so I jumped in there. But yeah, episode four. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. How's your week been? It's been... Uh, interesting. I've had, I was going to say it's good, but I'm not going to lie to you and the listeners. I've had um, quite a lot of lockdown fatigue towards the beginning Mm. of this week. And I think that just came from shifting goalposts. It feels like we've been in lockdown for a long time now and, you know, not at all questioning the need to be in lockdown. I think it's just fair to recognize that even though you can kind of agree with the purpose of lockdown, it doesn't make it easy. So Struggle with that at the beginning of the week yeah I think that's really important to actually kind of bring that up Erin because I was just having this conversation earlier this morning we're very resigned and normalized to lockdowns now and we kind of forget that that's a like plays a huge part in our everyday lives and our mental health mm-hmm. our physical health um, and so we've just got to be a little bit more gentle with ourselves because this isn't normal even though it kind of feels normal now and recognizing that it can come in waves as well so you might be fine with it one week and then feeling really down about it the next week Mm. and it doesn't mean that you're I don't know not making progress with your life or whatever it just means that you're going to have good and bad weeks so had a bad week with it the beginning of the week but I have successfully committed to one hour of writing every day um, which I said I was going to do last episode so yeah it feels good to have implemented that into my little daily routine um and seeing progress so that's really cool oh fantastic now, Kat, I hear you have some progress to fill us in on I do yes uh drum roll Erin <laughs> that's a terrible <laughs> drum roll episode um yeah I got it I got a road bike um whoop whoop, whoop. thank you to uh, one of our listeners Leon who found me a bloody good bargain on that so it's actually been a huge week in terms of like triathlon prepping or um actually I'll rephrase it it's been a very humbling experience (laughs) um I've learned that I know nothing um but it's been very fun in the last two days it's been like gone from like zero to 100 quite quickly I also went for a big swim yesterday with the local swim group because one of our listeners as well thank you Kay she um she listened to the podcast and invited me to go for a big swim with them and then I went for a run with them this morning as well but again very humbling um I'd say the word of the week for me right now is chafing do you know you can chafe when you swim no Mm-hmm. I did so not know that we're on oh. zoom right now only Erin can see but I've got a, it looks like I've got a huge hickey but it's actually not it's just where my <laughs> wetsuit was rubbing when I was breathing uh, learning curves eh? yeah but also like um when I say it's been humbling it's also been really cool because I've realized I'm not at, like I don't know if I'm going to be able to do a half Ironman by March but I'm really motivated to learn something new um, and I've already yeah. like feel like I've learned heaps um, 
yeah and just have having something to kind of focus on and it's quite nice to be able to do something that isn't greatly affected by um, COVID restrictions Mm. Mm. and hey for you it was never about the out point of finishing an Ironman or a triathlon or anything was it was always the journey so absolutely (laughs) so today's episode is on Kathleen what the fuck is stopping you from practicing self-love slash self-care bracket it's not all about face masks and bubble baths love that Mm. so it's not a fluffy episode it's not a fluffy episode Mm. yeah yeah so I think today's episode is going to be a really good one for me because I've always struggled with understanding the difference between self-love and self-care and I think um I've also thought you know that's that's a bit lame Mm. I don't care about that. It is. It does seem quite fluffy, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Well, in today's episode, we're going to go into what the difference is between self-love and self-care. We're going to kind of highlight the misconceptions. So it's kind of in the title. It's like, it's not all face masks and bubble baths. So if you think that's what this episode is going to be about and you're about to turn off this podcast, don't worry. We're not going to tell you like to put cucumber on your eyes and and sit and hum. Mm. But. Do wear sunscreen. Do wear, do wear sunscreen. Um, yes, yeah, so we're going to highlight the misconceptions. We're going to talk about the benefits of practicing self-love and self-care. We're then going to dive into what the fuck is stopping you from practicing self-love and self-care. And along the way, we're going to share some personal experiences. Um, and I'm sure Erin will have some great metaphors. Always. I'll pull them out the bag. I know. I have a lot of people have commented on those. Perfect. So should we delve into it? Let's do it. So Kathleen, help me out. What is the difference between self-love and self-care? So let's start. What is self-care? Well, firstly, when you call me Kathleen, that's quite serious, isn't it? It is. I'm scolding you. Wow. So so basically, um, self-care focuses more on kind of actionable, quantifiable, measurable actions. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's things that you're going to do in your life that are going to help your holistic health. So your physical, emotional, mental, spiritual health. Um, it's going to be something that you're going to like sit down and you're going to be like, thank you, past Erin, for laying your clothes out or for flossing the night before because my gums feel really good right now. I often think how great my gums feel, (laughs) something I'm super aware of. So if we're saying that self-care is like measurable things, so these are the things that you could kind of set smart goals for? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Um, whereas self-love is more color, kind of qualitative. Mm. They're kind of less measurable thing. So okay. just going back to self-care, um, if you think in like holistic health models, so for example in Aotearoa, if you ever did like health or anything at school, you'll be aware of Te Whare Tapawha, which was Mason Jury's um, kind of concept of um, whole water health being um, not just your physical health and um, each element of health being taha tinana, which is your physical health, taha wairoa, which is your spiritual health, taha whanau being your family or like your people that you have connections with. It doesn't have to be your nucleus family. It could be your friends group or your taha hinenaro, which is your um, mental health. And um, it's basically saying that all of those as pillars that hold up a fari or a house, they all represent one element of it. I'm drawing a house with my hands right now um they are all like integral elements so when you're practicing self-care you're doing something actionable to benefit one of those pillars or multiple pillars at the same time so it could be like we said cleaning your teeth and going to bed at a reasonable time it could be things that um, make us feel better um, and that are kind of like essential so it could be putting time aside to read a book or treating ourselves um to our favorite bubble bath I wanted to say that but 
I think a bubble bath is still we can still recognize that it is self-care even if it is a little bit fluffy Fluffy. yeah um it could be like returning back to your special place it could be um visiting family um it could be actually like sorting out your financials and finally cancelling that credit card or contributing more to your student loan or your such a big one i feel that's a really overlooked aspect of self-care it definitely is yeah yeah um and I think when we look at that pillar of Te Whare Tapa Whare, mm. we know that the determinants of health are um, our socioeconomic status. But when we look at what are those kind of pillars of health, your financials don't really come into that. So I think there's a big kind of, um, I guess, void in the way that we think about our health and our well-being, isn't there? Yeah, but yeah. me who loves talking about finance, sorry, chiming in again, mm. I think um, your financial well-being impacts every every pillar of that whare you know 100 impacting your physical your mental health your ability to spend time with your family yeah. as well so i think yeah. yeah it's massive yeah definitely um and it can be things just like laying your clothes out the night before you go to bed um it could be choosing to take the stairs instead of the lift um or just like choosing to mute people or block people on your social media that don't make you feel good so it kind of goes to show that self-care is really quite easy tasks isn't it just doing little things every day that will make past you happy that you did them yeah okay cool so self-care is to summarize from what i've taken from this conversation self-care are measurable quantitative actions that you can take that will make your next day a little bit easier so if that's what self-care is... Um, what the fuck is self-love? What the fuck is self-love? So basically self-love means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. Tough one to do, right? I feel like self-care kind of seems a little bit easier, doesn't it? I think, yeah, self-care sits in my brain a little bit easier mm. too. Self-love, I'm finding it a little bit hard uh, to But it's always easier to understand quantitative things, right? True. Because you can measure them. But qualitative, you're like... Actually, maybe I did. I did do that this morning because I got up a little bit earlier and did a like Les Mills online class. Mm. Yeah, that's never going to be me. But yeah. shout out to you if that is you. <laughs> um, Self love means not settling for less than you deserve. Um, and like I said, these are the more qualitative actions. That concept, but. Like, what are some examples of self-love? Well, there's kind of, like, the most well-known examples of self-love, which is, like, um, being kind to yourself and talking nicely about yourself. And it's, like, you think we've all seen that image on Instagram, like, looking in the mirror and being, like, embracing your body, which Mm. it totally is. But I think it is a lot more than that as well. It's not... um, it's not judging yourself. It's um, setting really healthy boundaries for yourself and um, forgiving yourself when you aren't being true or nice to yourself. Prioritizing yourself is like a huge one. Um, but also not setting expectations um, for yourself of the version of the one version defined by yourself. So for example, like you might tell yourself, okay, I'm an absolute social butterfly. And then you get to Friday and you're supposed to go out with your mates for drinks and you're like, oh, I'm just exhausted. I don't want to go out. But you're kind of hard on yourself because you're like, no, no, no. Everyone knows me as like that social butterfly. It's what you expect from yourself, but also what others are expecting from you. Totally. And I think like who is ever one version of themselves? Like we all kind of go in and out like, um, it's like doing those fucking stupid, like, if I was like, Erin, what star sign are you? And I'm like, oh, I definitely, I've got it. I've got it. It's like, you're not ever that one list of things. 
Absolutely. And I think that also changes with who you're around and, and that sort of stuff too. Hey? Yeah, definitely. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. But it's like you can be really hard on yourself um, or you could be like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I don't want to go out tonight. That's very unlike me. Something's wrong. I'm burnt out. But really, like, you're just trying to reach this definition that you set for yourself. Mm. Um, and we're never one version. We're never one type of person. And I can totally see how allowing yourself that like in quotation marks off time because it's not mm. off time but it's time to yourself is like prioritizing yourself setting healthy boundaries yeah yeah totally. like, and look like the list goes on with both self-care and self-love and i'm sure you're sitting here listening going god what about this what about that mm. that's just a f- kind of few examples okay cool so we've got those different examples now and i kind of understand what each of them are but what what's the difference between self-care and self-love so basically like simply simply put self-care is more about quantifiable actions it's more measurable so that's why it's kind of easier to like feel like you're practicing self-care because you can tick it off you can see it whereas self-love is more qualitative and um, you can't really measure it um and it's not one of those things that you'll easily be able to be like ah thank you past Erin like that was that was really good because um it's not as easily defined but they're they are really really closely linked um and self-care can help us get to a point where we love ourselves more so like for example if you think about that metaphorical fuddy um if it's all balanced and all healthy you have the mental space then to practice that self-love it's but also self-love is not a prerequisite for self-care so just spitballing here I could be off off mark but Mm. Self-care is more behavioral actions and self-love is more mindset changes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sick. Got it. Sick. Sick, bruh. Got a lot of sick, I don't know today. where this, like, surfer ah, sort of vibe is coming. It's because it's surfing weather outside. Gosh. Miserable. Okay. So now that I kind of get what they are, some examples of them, what the difference is. You talked about a lot of misconceptions Mm. about self-love and self-care. Can you extrapolate? Extrapolate? Right word? Wrong word? Who knows? Self-love, I don't care. Setting a healthy boundary that I don't need to get the words right. (laughs) So, yeah, there are quite a lot of misconceptions around self-love and self-care. But a big, big, big one is that self-love is not narcissism. Mm. Mm, interesting right yeah yeah so when you google narcissism um the google definition is an excessive interest in or admiration of oneself and one's physical appearance and you're like god damn is that self-love like yeah that's really 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 similar um but there is some research that has been done and there's the diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders who defined um the essential features of a narcissistic personality disorder as a pervasive pattern of grandiosity in fantasy or behavior and the need for admiration and lack of empathy Mm. so you can see when you actually have quite a specific non-googled definition of um, narcissism or a narcissistic person they are quite different and um, so a study by from put great value on different differentiating between self-love and narcissism and stated that narcissism is based on a lack of self-love so narcissistic symptoms represent the result of a mal- maladaptive processing of devaluation so narcissism can be understood as a compensatory reaction to self-love to lacking self-love yeah I kind of get that so it's almost like self-love is something 
that you're doing purely for yourself and it doesn't need validation from others. But if you're narcissistic, you're lacking that self-love. So you're looking for that validation externally. Yes. Ah, I feel like I know some narcissists. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're overcompensating. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, that makes that difference um, way clearer in my head. And I can totally see how that's a misconception Mm. that that they're the same thing if you don't understand that. Totally. And I think society um, tells us that we can't love ourselves because... Like you're you're being a narcissist, or you're you know you're not you're not being kind. Kind of feeds into that tall poppy thing, eh? Like if you're gonna be celebrating your success, society's like, come on, calm down, sit down, be humble, Kendrick Lamar. (laughs) (laughs) So shout out to our boy Kendrick, who's probably listening. Oh yeah, he's listening all the time. So there's also this misconception that self-care has to cost a fortune, right? Like it's in the title, it's like bath bombs, pampering sessions, spa days, you know, like all of these kind of like girly frilly things. But self-care applies to fucking everyone of every age, right? Every gender, every race, but it is different for every single person. Mm, That's a really interesting point actually because... When I think about self-care and sort of what you see on Instagram as three things you can do for self-care today and they're all sort of like go to the spa or get your hair done and stuff that I've never felt that resonated with me. But what you're saying at the moment is that self-care is specific to people. Mm. So for me, self-care might be more like going going to the beach, going for a walk, moving my body, that sort you, of thing. You know, it's funny because we said it's that like thinking you're your past self or the thing you did I've never got my nails or my hair done I mean I'm not really that type of person but I've never got them done and gone oh thanks past Kath they look damn good you know and and like why don't we talk about flossing twice a day or using a fluoridated toothpaste yeah exactly the finance one again I'm in dental (laughs) (laughs) but like the finance one again that's yeah a massive thing and I feel like that went because when I sorted out my money that was one of the most rewarding, empowering actions ever. And I can totally see how now that was self-care. And mm. at the time I was, I didn't sit down and go, I'm going to practice some self-care, but you do it anyway. Um, but yeah, like to summarize it, it's different for everyone and it's definitely not fucking bath bombs. Uh, so another misconception is that nobody can love you until you love yourself. You've heard that before? Yes. Ugh. Have an issue with it too. What a bullshit damaging myth. Yeah. Right? Um, Because we all go through stages where we don't love ourselves and because we're not constant beings, you know? Like, you don't don't wake up every morning, look in the mirror and go like, damn, I love you today. (laughs) But if you do, fucking, what's your secret? Love that for you. Love that, yeah. Um, But if we think about it, most of us have at least one person or animal or a thing that we love despite not knowing where they fall on the self-love matter, right? Oh, totally. Absolutely. And I guess that's that sort of thing that, you know, I can love my mom and know that some days she has bad days. And that doesn't mean when she's having those bad days, I'm like, all right, fuck you, mom. I'm not loving you today. You know, totally. <laughs> Just Which is weird funny, thing to put out mean... in the public space, but <laughs> love you, mom. Love you, mom. <laughs> and kind of like the final um, misconception is that self-care, actionable self-care, self-care must be productive. Oof. It's hard, right? Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. It's funny. We, we can. It's funny. I, you know, when I've kind of just finished up my studies and I was like, right, what am I going to do now? Mm. And in my brain, I was like, oh, well, I've got to have my like tick list. It's got to be productive. It's got to be something, 
like I've got to be working towards something but it fucking doesn't right it could just be going for a walk or like giving a mate a call that you haven't talked in ages talk to in ages yeah one um thing that I've struggled with is that I really like to read obviously PhDs are not getting to do much fun reading anymore but sometimes when I go to get out a book or something I'll I'll specifically go to sort of the personal development self-help book sort of thing and think that I can't read a fiction book Mm. because that's not productive you know if I'm reading a story about fake people living their fake lives how is that benefiting me but I guess that's the whole thing of self-care it doesn't have to be productive if I enjoy reading a book I should just read whatever the fuck I want to read that's so true Mm. okay so misconceptions covered what are the benefits of practicing self-care and self-love? Well, the first one, which is something we love to talk about, right? Yeah. The future future you will say a big fucking thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it also creates balance in your meta- metaphorical fuddy that I keep talking about, mm-hmm. right? Um, it reduces stress and anxiety. It boosts your immune system and it can lead to better relationships. And I'm guessing that's relationships with yourself mm-hmm. as well as the other people around you. Every type of relationship, yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of a way, like sh- by showing up for yourself and practicing self-care and self-love, you're also showing up for the other people around you, right? Because if you're happy and healthy in yourself, you can then be happy and healthy for the other people around you too. Definitely. Okay, so now that we understand all the benefits of practicing self-love and self-care, why the fuck are we not doing it? Right? Why the fuck not? Well, the first thing is, is that we kind of like... And buy into these misconceptions. So the first thing is, is that we kind of think it we're it's a narcissistic trait, or we might not identify it as narcissism, but we think like, oh, you're loving yourself, like you're you're boasting about yourself. There's a little bit of that tall poppy on yourself to be happy with what you're doing. Um, so we kind of buy into that idea of narcissism. We think that we don't have the means to do it because it's buying face masks and going to the spa or mm. getting your hair cut. Um, and I think a big, miscon- a, a big misconception and barrier for maybe guys too is it's like this fluffy thing that only girls do, you know? It's like this pink thing that we see on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but it's not. Oh, and also, if you are a guy and you're reading those Instagram posts and you're like, fuck yeah, I want to do a face mask, more power to you. You bucking, you, you bucking, you fucking buy that yeah. face mask and you do it. But it is important to note that there are so many different ways yeah, to practice Yeah, it might be you going out with the boys on the boat, going for a fish. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it, it is as long as you're doing it, yeah. right? Um, and also this misconception that it has to be like productive. Oof. That, Oof. Yeah, that one hits me. Um, another like really big thing that can be stopping us from practicing self-love and self-care is the type of relationships that we are in. So whether they're platonic, sexual, romantic, etc. And if we're in a relationship with a narcissist, you might not be able to practice self-love because you can't hold yourself to such high esteem. Oh, so if you're if you're resonating with that point and you're going, oh, that's a bit confronting. I'm going to turn this podcast off. Fucking don't, because you're the people Keep that listening. need to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> so when you ha- hold yourself to, in high esteem, you're more likely to choose things that nurture your well-being and serve you well. And um, these things may be in the form of eating healthy and, and exercising or having healthy relationships. But if you're with a narcissist, you're unable to practice that. Another big barrier is perfectionism. Ooh. Perfectionism is fear. Perfectionism blinds you to your worth and your value. And it diminishes the positives and magnifies the negatives. 
It's Ooh. a tricky one, eh? Because I feel like, and I, I, I think we should do a whole episode on this, but perfectionism mm. is such positive connotations, mm. but it's so damaging. Totally. Um, and perfectionism, perfectionism is an ego trap that keeps you separate from love, acceptance, and appreciation. Yikes. Yeah. Just a quick little thing that you can implement that will help you if you are suffering with um, perfectionistic traits is that finished is better than perfect. It's always better to have something done than it is to have it to this you know unattainable level of perfection so set yourself a time limit and then once you've hit that time limit that's it you're done move on so another barrier to uh, practicing self-love and self-care is comparison anytime you compare yourself to somebody else you are setting yourself up for two things i am better than or i am less than mm. Mm. Yeah, comparison is the biggest killer of joy we say that a lot. Yeah. Um, also, another barrier is your feelings of unworthiness. So a journey of self-love explores the self-worth. A lack of self-love can be rooted in feelings that you don't deserve it. And by it, I mean everything. Your dreams, certain lifestyle, admiration, success, everything good in this world has to offer. Wow, that's pretty comprehensive, eh? Mm. If I, I might just add one in, Kath. Go. Off, off script. Not that we have a script, but kind of off topic. Um, I reckon the fear of judgment really feeds into this as well, because if you're setting healthy boundaries for yourself in, in terms of that self-love concept and you're not showing up as the version of yourself that people expect from you or mm. that people think of you as. So, for example, if you're normally the social butterfly and you're taking a night off, you're really going to fear how people judge that and yeah. think, you know, well, she's not being the person that I think she is. So... What does that mean for our friendship sort of thing? So I, I reckon fear of judgment feeds into that really well as well. Mm. Well, really badly as well. Mm. Okay, cool. So I thank you. Now understand the difference between self-care and self-love. Can you give me some take-home messages? Yeah, look, I'm going to give you one take-home message. And it's think about these misconceptions and don't let them act as fucking barriers to you practicing self-love and self-care. Nice. Yeah. Easy one to take home. I know. And I'll take it home to the end of this podcast (laughs) which we still haven't worked out how to do yeah but it's the end thank you for listening shakas namahi